Hi everyone, welcome back to Kindergarten Kept Simple. I'm Mariah and today we're going to be talking about a strategy that is really underused in my opinion in kindergarten. And this strategy is one that's going to help you majorly decrease your workload and your burnout. And if you're new to me and you're new to A Playful Purpose Learning for Littles, which is my company, then you might not know that decreasing your workload and decreasing your burnout is basically my number one mission in life. And that's because a few years ago, I was ready to quit kindergarten. I couldn't handle it anymore. I was feeling so burnt out and so run down from the constant planning and the constant running out to Dollarama, making new centers all the time, dealing with behavior, dealing with parents, writing these communications of learning that were taking me forever. I just felt like I was fresh into my career that was supposed to last me a lifetime and there was no way it was sustainable for me. And from there, I learned various strategies and systems and routines that I could implement that completely turned this around for me. And so now my goal is to help teach you these strategies and tools so that as many educators as possible are not feeling these extremely heavy feelings of burnout and feeling like they can't continue on. So today we're going to be talking about one of these strategies, which is repetition. It's as simple as that, repetition. And I'm not talking about repeating instructions and expectations over and over and over again, although let's be honest, that is inevitable in kindergarten and really super helpful in kindergarten, especially at the beginning of the year when we're going over expectations and we're just modeling things and thinking aloud and explicitly going over our expectations and we're repeating ourselves over and over again. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about repeating activities throughout the year, throughout the week, and repeating lesson plans. And this might be a little bit surprising to you, but we actually don't need to be out here with brand new centers every single week just because it's a Monday. We don't need to have 300 read-alouds that we're reading a new one every single day. We don't need a brand new lesson structure every single day. When we think about, even I think about when I'm putting Andrew to bed, he is my 15 month old at the time of this recording. So he has a few favorite books and we read them over and over and over again. And it was the same when I was a kid. We have a huge collection of stories, but there was my favorites that we would reach for all the time. And that's the same with him. And that's what kind of made me realize like we don't need brand new books, brand new lessons every single day. They like hearing the same things over again. They benefit from that repetition. They benefit from that modeling of language and language structure and the familiarity breeds comfort. And this is exactly true in kindergarten and in teaching in general. And I would say since the dawn of time, or at least the dawn of social media teachergram and all of that, educators have been putting this pressure on themselves to constantly be thinking of new things, innovative ways to do things, super aesthetically pleasing centers, and starting from scratch every single week, if not every single day. Brand new circles, brand new centers, brand new small groups. There's this fear of like being boring or being seen as lazy or things not being picture perfect. But really, who is putting this pressure on us? If we're being really honest, I don't really think it's anyone other than ourselves or the pressure of social media. And in truth, there's actually a lot more benefit to repetition and recycling planning in kindergarten than there is to having an exceptionally beautiful tabletop center that's new every single day. 
And when we kind of remove the layers of the onion here, we peel them back Shrek style, we realize that a lot of these extra things we're doing are for aesthetic, they're for us, and they're just adding to our workload and the kids literally don't care. And when we can re you know, release this pressure from ourselves from having beautiful centers with chalkboards that say what the expectations are and all these amazing thematic loose parts and all of these things, then we can see that we're working a lot more than we need to. And when we can stop working so much, that's when we can start achieving a much stronger work-life balance. When our Sunday is not spent at Dollarama, writing on chalkboards, making our brand new centers for the week, and it's spent doing whatever else you like to do, that's when you realize that teaching is your job, an important job, a job we are lucky to have, a job we are passionate about, a job that is fun, but it is a job. It is something that you do during the day. It pays your bills. It is not your entire identity. It is not your entire life. And it's not the and it's not the only thing you've got going on. So I want to help you embrace this. So let's look at a couple concrete examples of this recycling, this repeating of behavior that I'm talking about here. And this episode's gonna be quickie because I want you to take the time that you would normally use to listen to a longer episode and really sit down and think about how you can implement this into your own life. Ooh, I'm giving you homework. How teachery of me, eh? So here are some examples. If we're looking at math, let's look at math to start. Using the same lesson format week after week or even day after day for all of our whole group instruction creates familiarity, which allows our students to become more and more independent because they know what's coming, they know what to expect, and therefore they don't need us to be constantly explaining the expectations and what to do next. So what I mean by this is let's say you always start your day with a morning meeting, you go into a whole group instruction, they do their independent work and they move into play. The more we can keep this pattern every single day, the better. So instead of being out here being like, okay, today we're doing just whole group and they go to play. Tomorrow we're gonna to do small group activities, they're going to play. The next day we're gonna do just a worksheet and they're going to play. The more we can keep it consistent, that same pattern, the easier our planning is because we know, okay, I need to do a whole group and independent work, that's it for every day. It's a lot easier and it just creates that sense of familiarity that we just talked about for them. And one thing that is super helpful is creating independent learners because the less we have to talk, the less we have to reinforce, the more energy we can serve throughout the entire day. We can also recycle our center planning. If you use something in the sensory table, let's say foam letters and soap in September, I'm sure they would be just as happy to see it again in December, in May, even in October. Because if they liked it the first time, chances are they're gonna like it the second time. We need to break it up. We can't have the same thing out in there all the time because that would be obviously boring and not going to be pushing their learning that much. But when we cycle it back in in a few weeks, they'll have new ideas. They'll have new tools. They'll have new strategies. They'll have new learning that has happened within those few weeks. And you'll probably notice a difference in the play as well. And even if you don't notice a difference in the play, that's okay. There is still so much value with what's going on at that center that we don't need to be out here changing something for the sake of changing it. So putting out a sensory bin that you already had, putting out a building prompt you already had, putting things out in your small world center, in your dramatic play center, just because you did it once doesn't mean you can never do it again. 
And in fact, some of our more anxious littles will really appreciate being given the same opportunity to learn again. Maybe they weren't ready the first time. Maybe they just started to feel comfortable in that center before it was swapped out. Giving them something that they walk into the room, they've seen it before, they know what to do, is really powerful for them. There's also benefits in using similar types of activities and small groups and even worksheets. If you haven't listened to my episode on worksheets, go back and listen to that month after month. And this because we have a direct, indisputable comparison that indicates growth. So let's say you're using my writer's workshop package or you're part of Kinder Planned and you have my weekly writing pages. When we look at those writing pages week after week, we can directly compare how our students find motor skills have changed, how their independence has changed, how their developing writing skills have changed. And this is a lot easier than having to kind of scour the room and look for different writing samples as you go. We have something right in front of us, consistent, that is showing us direct growth and progression. And this not only makes our life significantly easier for evaluating, it helps guide our next steps, it helps us figure out what we should be doing in our classrooms. There's just so much value and so much less seeking out of information needed. The information is ready for us. It's been ready for us month after month. And the last benefit I want to talk to you about in terms of recycling your planning, repeating your planning, is that when we use the same materials in new ways, or better yet, you let your littles decide what materials are going to be used or how to use them. This is giving them the direct opportunity to problem solve, to demonstrate their innovation, to demonstrate their creative thinking, to use materials in a new way, and to teach them that we don't always need something new and flashy to capture our attention. We're using those imaginative skills. We're using those STEM skills to help them pick things up in new ways and kind of change up what they're doing. I can really go on and on, but really the number one thing I've noticed about using predictable, cyclical even, and a highly routine-based planning is that there was just a drastic reduction in chaos and negative behavior, which obviously directly reduced my stress as an educator. I guess the moral of the story is, this is me giving you the permission you didn't ask for or didn't need from me to use the same centers that you did five weeks ago. To pull out that same sensory bin, to continue search and find for outdoor learning, to use the same scavenger hunt you did in September today, to read a book that you read yesterday, to do something that you've already done because then you don't have to do something else. The reality is it's probably been weeks since you last did those activities, which is like a lifetime in kindergarten, and you won't need to give the same lengthy instructions. You won't need to worry about gathering supplies, spending your money, spending your emotional capacity and your energetic capacity. You don't need to spend your precious time and ability doing these things when you've already done the work in the past. Thank your past self put out the same activity and move on with your day. And I mentioned um, a little while ago about Kinder Planned and those kind of weekly lessons that I have made for you. So I'd like to invite you to join that program with me if you'd like. It's based on a highly routine and cyclical method of planning that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that really truthfully changed my life as a teacher and prevented me from feeling extremely burnt out and needing to quit. 
That's what was the basis for my flagship program, Kinder Planned. And it's based on this workshop style of teaching, which is basically just the way that I word my focused whole group instruction. And every single day follows the same lesson plan format that we talked about in this episode. We come in, we do a whole group lesson, and then we go to independent work. And each day of the week has its own workshop based on this structure. Monday is writing, Tuesday is math, Wednesday is STEM, Thursday is fine or gross motor, we alternate, and Friday is art. And the best part of Kinder Plan is that I planned these for you. I have the entire year of daily whole group learning planned out for you, which means you don't need to think about it. I did the thinking for you. All you have to do is open up your beautiful package of plans for the month, print it out, and you're good to go. The packages are like 50 pages plus per month. They're super cute. All of the ideas have been tested and loved in kinder classes across Canada, and the feedback from the program has been just so amazing so far. So I'd love to welcome you into that program and really just help your stress wash away, help drastically reduce your planning load. So check out the show notes for more information on Kinder Planned and uh, for a special discount code as a podcast listener for how you can jump into that program. Until next time, sparkle and shine and have a lovely rest of your day.